Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing their services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinooki. We acknowledge the Satina, Huradene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Today's guest is Shannon. Shannon, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Right on. Thanks. Good yeah. to see you, David. You too. I haven't seen you for a while, so it's really good it's, to see it's you. It's been a couple so. years, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's been a while, so it's really oh nice my... to connect with you again. Yeah, so. I can't yeah even... we work together closely at the church. And, I know. Yeah, so it's really nice to It is. It's nice to see you. Yeah. It, and it does feel like it's been a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because when I saw you at the door, I was like, wow, yeah, like it's been a couple years. Like she looks yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely feel different. <laughs> yeah, so. I bet you do. Yeah, for I sure. I bet. Well, take take it away. Tell us about yourself. Sure. Well, my name's Shannon. Um, I'm definitely no question an alcoholic and an addict for sure. Um, yeah, I've been kind of in and out of the rooms for a good 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Just numerous relapses. And uh, yeah, it's been quite the journey um, for sure. Um, I grew up in Calgary. Oh, so, so you're from here? Yeah, born and okay. raised in here. So I grew up here and wow. um, grew up in Lake Bonavista. So you're like one of probably five him. people in the last three years that we've heard yeah. are actually from here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, born and raised. <laughs> so I love Calgary. I really right do. On. So yeah, I've had quite the 44 years here for sure. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Lake Bonavista. So I grew up in, um, yeah, a pretty good neighborhood. And my parents were both working class and uh yeah it's um i think when it comes to like if i go right back to my childhood Mm -hmm. my childhood looked really normal on the outside like no question Mm -hmm. um like we lived in a nice home and all of that so but unfortunately on the inside there was a lot of things that went that went on that were not healthy Mm -hmm. at all so um, my real dad left when i was four years old and then uh, my mom remarried my stepdad um, and at that point, she obviously didn't get to know him, and mm-hmm. he came into our family. He was extremely abusive, so he was physically abusive mm-hmm. um, to my brothers and to my mom, and so I grew up watching that, so that was... That's hard. Yeah, that was painful, for mm-hmm. sure, and at the time, I I just remember feeling, like, just lost and scared. Like, I remember feeling scared, and... Even going through school, I always felt like something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Like I never felt, you know, whole and I never felt safe. Mm-hmm. So, but things really or looked really good on the outside, yeah. like no question. And um, through that, eventually my dad, like I went through some abuse myself with him. So I went through physical, emotional, and also some sexual abuse with him. So that went on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So that again, I think set me up to be um, 
completely like this no sense of self mm-hmm. like I just yeah I can't relate um, to that yeah for sure and it was yeah. tough like my mom was addicted to prescription pills so mm-hmm. um constantly trying to I think find myself through her and there was nothing there like she was completely um just not emotionally available whatsoever right and I couldn't get that safety for my stepdad at all my real dad wasn't around um my older brothers were just in survival mode themselves Mm -hmm. so they went off and did their own thing so I was quite lost for sure like no question and uh my stepdad was an alcoholic so Mm -hmm. grew up with like lots of violence and stuff in the home I remember um the police coming there numerous times and um so that was like the environment that I grew up Mm -hmm. in and um eventually my mom had two kids with him so I became the middle child and uh so yeah I just I got completely lost completely lost in all of that and um and then I turned the ripe old age of I think it was 13 14 and I remember actually if I was to go back I remember when I was eight years old I remember getting my first drink from my stepdad so Mm -hmm. that situation in itself was completely unhealthy and uh for yeah a lot of really um a lot of painful times mm-hmm. so I remember where my first drink took place and I also remember too like as like alcoholic fanatics remember that feeling and mm-hmm. I remember that warm feeling at the age of eight and uh Jeez, eight, eight years old eight years old so I began to actually look forward to the times that my mm-hmm. stepdad would give me that alcohol and it was really it was yeah. looking back on it now and I've done a lot of work through my therapist with this but Looking back on it now, it was, I carried a lot of shame with that mm-hmm. um, because there was a lot of um, dysfunction, not even dysfunction, but a lot of just a lot of shame attached, attached to that mm-hmm. for sure. So, um, and then when I became older, like 14, 15, I started to take liquor from my parent, from my stepdad and from my mom and um, would go out. And I think I found the other, I don't want to say dysfunctional. Um, friends but Mm -hmm. the other friends that were in the same kind of boat and lost and so that brought me to some dark areas really quick for sure Mm -hmm. so I wasn't um, present in school and I wasn't focused on my schoolwork and um, had no vision of what my future would look Mm -hmm. like at all I didn't care I was literally in survival mode like what could I do each and every day so then it became about boyfriends and then Mm -hmm. it became about getting that acceptance anything outside of myself anything outside of the parameters of where I felt safe Mm -hmm. Uh, so I kept doing that and then eventually I started to get into smoking pot and smoking weed and all of that and then uh, uh, I stopped for a little bit I went through a couple years actually where I went back to school at Chinook College because I dropped out of high school I got pregnant at the age of 17 and um, and then after that, I settled down for a little bit. But then right after I had my first daughter, it just, I don't know, I got married really young. And my mom, again, it was, and not to project this onto my mom, but my mom gave me like some prescription pills. And then again, that was my thing, mm-hmm. right? I could sleep at night. I had confidence during the day, you know, yeah. so I really found my, you know, what I thought this made me feel completely whole. Mm-hmm. So um, I survived that for a little bit, but again, I was just completely outside of myself. And um, so I did that for about, I don't know, five or six years, probably like just survived, but kept getting lost and lost and, you know. Um, And then when I, it was probably about the age of 
25, 26, and I got out of that relationship that I was in with my first daughter, Mm -hmm. and out of that marriage, I got married really young, the age of 22, and um, that didn't work, and for a number of reasons, it had to do with my my past, and um, having no sense of what a healthy atmosphere was, Mm -hmm. so everything that I went through, I projected onto that marriage, and that family, and my daughter. Mm So I was pretty much just modeling exactly what my mother did Mm -hmm. to my older daughter. So to this day, like there's still a lot of issues there Mm -hmm. and rightfully so, right? Um, So I did the exact same thing. There was no difference. And then once that all ended, actually my older daughter, or sorry, she's my older daughter, but she went to go stay with my husband at the time, Mm -hmm. my first husband at the time. And um, because I just, I wasn't fit. I wasn't fit at all. I started yeah. to go to bars at night. I was partying. I thought mm-hmm. I was something extremely special and <laughs> just kept kept going and going. I got worse. And then at the age of like 25, I was introduced to some hard drugs. Then mm-hmm. I got into that. And from then on, I think it was for a good 10, 15 years, I yeah. um, went to some really dark places mm. for sure no question I ended up it wasn't about anymore in my past of what was done to me like mm. I can see it now looking back and how all of it happened to bring me up to where I was when you think of the disease of addiction when you mm. look at the environment when you look at how we're brought up like no yeah. question I was like the perfect candidate but then it became uh, for about 10 years I then started to abuse other people myself mm. so I began stealing, cheating, manipulating, and Mm. doing whatever I could to survive, and especially when it was like in that drug world. So I think I tried a little bit of everything I honestly did when it Mm. came to like doing the little drug dealing, and it was just ridiculous. Mm. It absolutely was. And uh, yeah, and it got got really bad, and I ended up getting hurt throughout that time, Um, for sure. I was subjected to a lot of violence, a lot of... Uh, abuse and um, I just kept doing more and more drugs I just Mm. kept doing more and more drugs and then somewhere in between those 10 years closer to the end of the 10 years I found the rooms or the rooms Mm. found me Um, and that was uh, that was hard for me because it opened up a space for me that Mm. um, gave me a little bit of hope so when I was in those dark areas and God wasn't present in my life and you know and even when I look back now I can see where God was in my life every single second Mm -hmm. of my time no question no question and brought me up to where I am now Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so anyways um, through going to the rooms and listening actually David I remember you I really remember you and there was a number of people that are still in our lives that we are mutual contacts mm-hmm. with. And I remember you and I remember your story and I remember your dad coming in and, um, and it gave me a lot of hope. Mm. It gave me a lot of hope. And, but at the same time, I wasn't quite ready. Yeah. I was ready to listen and I was ready to be vulnerable in those rooms because mm-hmm. I felt, and it was daily actually that I felt safe yeah. and was be able to get a couple days here and there, a mm-hmm. couple months. And, uh, Yeah, I really found out what the true meaning of friendships were and Mm. the true meaning of laughter and having fun. Mm. And and you know what the rooms are like. There's a little bit of everything, but there is safety in those rooms as far as like sobriety. And uh, yeah, so I I gave it a shot and I 
looking back and I've had a number of relapses mm -hmm. like no question and every time that I did like there was always these seeds dropped so if mm -hmm. it was a treatment center that I was in or a relapse and mm -hmm. I learned so much and each time I kept getting these messages from a number yeah. of different people each treatment center I was in it just it was another layer and another layer and mm -hmm. another layer and so um, I do I do believe everything that I went through and I really truly believe this brought me up to how I feel now mm -hmm. like the sense of like having myself and then um, uh, but moving back in um, my 20s I, I started to I got into nursing mm -hmm. so I did that um, for a little bit and that was really good for me because I love I love people yeah. I love taking care of people and it brought me again outside of myself mm -hmm. so I did that but I found that um, again I wasn't quite ready to let go of everything so I was still holding on to doing prescription pills and that's yeah. not good especially in a yeah. in a hospital environment at all and in a nursing home so it can go bad pretty quick yeah oh, yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> so um yeah not good at all yeah <laughs> two no. for me one for you <laughs> <laughs> well that would have been like making me a pharmacist and then I was active <laughs> it, just, yeah. it was not good so I learned a lot a yeah. lot out of that career too but um the more time went on though again just relapse after relapse in and out of the rooms mm -hmm. was trying to find my place was trying to find my hole but not ready to completely a hundred percent let go yeah. I was really attracted to the idea of everything but not willing to completely mm -hmm. completely surrender and um, so uh, um, I did have um, quite a bit of time in and I did end up making the decision to get into counseling so mm -hmm. I did that on my own and um, so I got into counseling for two years and that's, um, that's where I found my calling, mm -hmm. um, working with other addicts and alcoholics. Mm -hmm. And that was where I found my true, um, where I found that I can truly connect to another human being. Mm -hmm. um, but through all of that, I had to go to therapy myself and I had a lot of work yeah. to do. And so I was constantly in that battle and I was constantly in the battle, like never speak about anything you haven't healed from yourself, especially mm -hmm. when helping another addict. Or an, or an alcoholic. So, um, yeah, so that I truly believe, not was, is my true passion. Mm -hmm. So I did that for a little bit and worked out of the church for a mm -hmm. few years. And that was um, truly beneficial for me, yeah. 100% for sure. And I Lots think that's where, yeah, I loved it. And that's yeah. where I think God really kind of centered and kind of mm -hmm. came in. Again, I still had some reservations. So, mm -hmm. Like if you look at my life two years ago, I, I really struggled two years ago. I had, I, not a complete breakdown, but I was pretty close. Mm -hmm. Like it was after I had my second daughter, Gracie. And um, yeah, it was really tough. A lot of things went on. Mm -hmm. I got married early in sobriety. I did a bunch of things and rushed everything because mm -hmm. I felt ready. And um, so a lot of healing came out of that too, yeah. a couple of years ago for sure. Um, and then I found that after that, I probably spent about a good, I don't know, probably close to eight months just centering mm -hmm. myself and doing the work and bringing God into my life every day. Mm -hmm. And that's where the true shift happened, where I did everything, where I went through the 12 steps, yeah. where I had an amazing relationship with my sponsor, where I just mm -hmm. truly surrendered and found a good sense of myself. And I also went to a lot of therapy. A lot of therapy, mm. um, which I still do today, actually, yeah, which is too. my saving. Yeah, <laughs> which is my saving grace, and I probably always will. I know Talking for myself, my 
my journey, um, there's parts of me that I know that I'll always keep growing, but there's mm -hmm. parts of me where I'll never go back to and yeah. never, um, never go there again. So I don't know the last, the last tears, especially, I think it's where I've truly found my light mm -hmm. where I've truly had to deal with a lot of different things. I've had to deal with codependency too, mm -hmm. which I'm still in the middle of. That's, I always tell. Like, welcome my, to the rest of your life. Thanks. <laughs> You're like welcome. I always tell. So I work for Alcove Recovery. So I always tell mm -hmm. um, the executive director there. Like I teach on a lot of things. I do mm -hmm. one-on-one counseling, but one thing I don't overly like teaching on is codependency. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I still, still struggle there, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but it's really nice having that struggle and having myself, right? Yeah. My sense of self and my dignity and my mm -hmm. worth along them with that. And yeah, it's it's definitely been a crazy journey. And um, yeah, I think one of uh, a few a few different things have been like my light. So mm -hmm. um, definitely working at Alcove yeah. has just been God has just all over that. Yeah, like tell me, us right? about Alcove. Oh, so Alcove is a treatment center for um, women mm -hmm. and children, and uh, we're nonprofit, and we're up to I think we're going to have up to thirty-three beds come yeah. January. Oh, cool. So a little, the number is a little bit less now because yeah. of COVID and stuff. So there's been a little bit of barriers there. And, and so is Alcove? So. Is that a separate entity from other entities, or is it a part of some? No, Alcove is completely okay. on its own. Right on. So it used to be Uville. Yeah. Actually, it used to be Uville. So okay. we were smaller, like not as big as some of the other treatment centers, mm -hmm. but we're definitely growing for yeah. sure. And it's the only treatment center in Alberta that will take women and their children. Oh, really? So absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So we have families there, which oh, is... Wow crazy so we're getting a family program going on we're That's getting amazing. a youth program mm -hmm. so we're growing um there's a new executive director there mm -hmm. so we have a lot of amazing uh really strong females there as well That's awesome. so yeah so alcove is um yeah it's a beautiful place no question right on for sure so so that's been incredible for me and of course my daughter Gracie mm -hmm. so that's been um, how old is Gracie now Gracie is three she's three she is three I cannot yeah. believe how fast time goes oh my gosh it's crazy I know I was pregnant at the church I, that's the, probably the last uh, time I saw you yeah. you were still pregnant yep yeah it was crazy so oh my goodness I know she's um yeah she's quite something yeah no sure. doubt she's adorable she is so yeah and that's been really good um been married for four years i want mm -hmm. to say is it three four <laughs> i honestly know. don't i don't know Sorry. i have no I idea i don't know either so <laughs> um and even in the marriage too that's been we've had our troubles mm -hmm. too for sure i think both of us with such um we have horrific pasts like we mm -hmm. both come from trauma trauma-based backgrounds no question yeah. so and we are definitely two different people obviously mm -hmm. and uh so there's been challenges there but there's also been a lot of amazing days too, mm -hmm. for sure. There's yeah. been, we have, yeah, there's been. Well, I think that's the difference in recovery. I mean, one of the differences is, is that relationships don't just have to be all or nothing, right? Like, no, I know. And sometimes we think that, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but I, I know that. But Me yeah, too. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's been a journey, but it's also mm -hmm. been a saving grace too, yeah. right? So it's actually. In that relationship too, I've been able to see, to see both sides mm -hmm. too. So it's it's totally different when you when you're with a partner. For yeah, sure. yeah, it so, is. Yeah, it's definitely. a different story. Hundred percent. Well, because with, well, with a partner, you're working with them constantly. 
right yeah. on the relationship and you are yeah you are and it's got to be like 50 50 and mm-hmm. owning your part and seeing that and you know oh, and so. even that even then even when you do it perfectly it's still going to be all fucked up but it has there's been a lot of um challenges there mm-hmm. for sure but there's been a lot of security and laughter and yeah. love there too like no question mm-hmm. so like, uh, and I, you're right. I don't think it's about being right or wrong. I think it's just about like, so. yeah, it's just about growing and learning. So that's been a really big part of my life too. So right on. Yeah. So right on. Really good. And so yeah. like what, um, I'm just, I've got a bunch of questions actually, yeah. but, um, so what, what do you do now for your program? I mean, you kind of spoke about it generally, right? Mm-hmm. Like you work for Alcove and, and some of the things we generally do, but what do you, what does your life look like now in terms of your day to day? Like yeah. how, so my life looks like so I work five days a week so mm-hmm. I work full-time in the case manager uh, caseworker there so um, so I do that during the day um, and when I say I do that during the day like I'm I'm present I'm a part of something mm-hmm. each day so that's um, that's been a big that's a big part of me. That's a yeah. huge piece of me. So it's not about my job. It's a part mm-hmm. of who I am. Yeah. And I love that. So yeah. um, I do that. And um, and then on the weekends and stuff like that, I spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. So I've also got into doing yoga now too. Oh, so nice. I'm just through my, I'm kind of in the middle of my certification there too. Oh, so right on. I have a complete, I have a schedule. I actually wake up a little bit crazy this way. I wake up at four o'clock. So mm-hmm. I spend half an hour meditating and praying mm-hmm. with, um, yeah, that happens every single day. And then I spend 45 minutes. So I do my workout and stuff like that. So I've managed to keep that up, which I'm extremely proud of. So cool. yeah, it's when you get into a pattern of doing something, yeah. it's just like, look at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do that. So I'm really big on fitness and health and nutrition mm-hmm. right now. That's a really big yeah. Um, piece and that again I can implement on my clients too Mm -hmm. so that's really that's really big Um, I actually have a new sponsor oh right on I do and she's incredible so that's good so going over the 12 steps again excellent sometimes change is exactly what we need I totally agree right a slight adjustment in perspective man absolutely so having a new sponsor has been really good for me too so yeah she's an incredible strong woman so that's been really good for mm-hmm. me. And um, I went back to Mount Royal again. So I'm taking okay. conflict dynamics and oh, right maladaptive behaviors and all of that. Mm-hmm. So continuing my education too. Excellent. Is a big part. So I'm doing that. And uh, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Is there anything you want to tell people out there? I mean, like. Just about, I don't know, if I was to honestly say anything, it would definitely be that I know sometimes, even with clients, but I can speak from a personal Mm -hmm. experience, like honestly never give up because no matter how many times or no matter, even through my relapses, every time I thought Mm -hmm. was like a waste of time and not to give up on anybody because if somebody would have gave up on me, like, Mm -hmm. you know, five years ago or 10 years ago, like I wouldn't be where I am today. Like, honestly, and they're so, like, I've, I've heard this message before, like, there's always hope, never give up. Mm-hmm. But I know that today, like, today I am clean, clear, and just feel so grounded because of everything I've gone through mm-hmm. for, like, the past 20 years. Yeah. Every single fucked up situation that's ever happened to mm-hmm. me, it's always be because someone didn't give up. Somebody picked up the phone. Somebody, mm-hmm. you know, like would not give up and always had a message of like strength and hope mm-hmm. and and again i truly believe like it just comes around and goes around yeah. right it truly does it's like a 
a circular rotation of what we do for one another. Mm. And that's really important because there was a time in my life, David, actually a time, there were so many times in my life where I just, it wasn't to the point where I didn't care if I lived or died. Like I wanted to die, right? Mm -hmm. I just wanted to die and I didn't feel like there was any hope because Mm -hmm. I relapsed, because I lost my job, because I, whatever happened, Mm -hmm. right? It didn't matter. And um, yeah, and today I don't feel like that. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the work that I've done this time, which is totally different. And even when you do half work, like Mm -hmm. you just go half there and you still survive and you get Mm -hmm. good days and bad days. But when you actually do the full work, you just you just want to give it away mm-hmm. and it's just like you know and that's where i think the the differences in my life is mm-hmm. that i just i never want anybody or even for myself to take that away and because yeah. of that it's doing the work every day like if i didn't mm-hmm. get up and prayed if i didn't get up and worked out if i didn't do the things that make me feel good mm-hmm. if i didn't go to meetings if i didn't work with my sponsor yeah. like i would not keep this Right. And I just we've I've heard this for 20 years mm. like this. I'm just like, oh, this is like new to me. But it's but to actually feel that yeah. and do that. And that's why it's really I really hold on to that. Mm. And well, there's a difference um, between talking about it, hearing it and then feeling it. Right? Totally different. Yeah. So I just yeah, that feeling is mm. so much there. So the feeling is what changes everything. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. So and, and yeah. I think like what, thank you for that, because mm-hmm. I, I think the discipline and we talk about it all the time here is discipline makes life easier not harder right but because people have such a negative view of discipline thinking about it as a consequence versus as a simple part of the day right like not a consequence for anything it's simply a part of that practice that we need yeah right to get out of so true yeah that's so true and And that's how i viewed it too right at the beginning i was just like tell me what to do and put me on a schedule screw (laughs) you exactly (laughs) you know what i I don't need discipline like my way yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i know i have to stop drugs and alcohol but god forbid i do you know what i mean all of these pieces but you're right they just truly make all the difference Mm -hmm. well and do you find that like and you probably this is probably a dumb question but do you find that through the recovery work that you're doing it's allowing you to instead of say just calling off your relationship but it's allowing you to work on it oh 100 percent without a doubt yeah yeah i would it would have been really easy for me just to give up a Mm -hmm. lot of different times but because of the possibility because i know change happens right i can't change another person no but you know what i can change myself and through that change Mm -hmm. i think there's more of a chance well it's more of a chance relationships to to grow absolutely yeah for sure so that actually yeah that's made a huge difference i bet it has so I know it has I can changed. I be really my, self-centered really right? quickly. <laughs> I know no. it's probably a surprise. I was. I'm shocked. This is shocking information. <laughs> it's a tiny bit. Yeah, it's me just too. A tiny bit. Shockingly, yeah. I too can be so, selfish. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things where just finding a little bit of discipline to do what's what works for for you, Absolutely. right? Even though sometimes doing what works for us, we might have to do things we don't like. Yeah. Because it works. That's so, right. But it's it, the things I don't like, or yeah. the things I didn't like that have changed my life mm-hmm. 100%. You know? like actually doing the yeah. 12 steps i gosh like he wants to answer 100 questions for mm-hmm. each do you know what i mean and go through that and but those are the things that have absolutely saved yeah. my life and having that morning mm-hmm. uh routine it's actually saved me an opening on my heart and yeah. like even when i thought about it too and it was funny because you know i never used to like give up my character defects or mm-hmm. any of that and now it's just like it it feels really good to surrender, yeah. and I, but I was so afraid of it for how long? Like sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. Mm-hmm. But you know. Well, sometimes the brain is just so afraid 
because it knows what it means, right? Like it yeah. knows what happens when you dig in. Yeah. It means it's going to have to go away. That yeah. part of the brain that just makes right. us want and desire and consume. Yeah. Right. Well, like, my brain was so like, uh, of course, like addiction was just consumed it. So mm-hmm. anything that kind of came in the way with that, yeah. right? I just automatically would shut down, mm-hmm. right? Because I just, I wasn't, there was parts or times in my life where I wasn't ready yeah. to completely give that up. Like mm-hmm. parts of my life, I actually just wanted to keep using. I didn't want to face all of this. Yeah. And, you know, and there was times where it was hard, but there was also times where it was so free and, and mm-hmm. you know, and I keep yeah. doing it. it. Wasn't something that happened overnight, that's for sure. No. So, yeah. Yeah, it's the con. It's the it's the regular pressure over time, right? Yeah. That that really changes people, I think. Yeah. And I, I mean, it doesn't mean we can't see that we need to change right now. Yeah. But to be able to say, well, I I was this way yesterday and I'm not today. To me, that has become a complete fallacy. Like oh. I I know that when when my brain's starting to say, oh, look what you did today. Yeah. It's like. Oh, so you're going to play that game on me. Yeah, you're going to exactly. tell me that I've done this forever now because I've done it once. Yeah. Right? Like, And that's how, like, it's so distorted. Like, our thoughts <laughs> yeah. are so distorted. Totally. And then even what society, right? Like, if I mm-hmm. was to look at even what I thought society thought I should be, mm-hmm. it was nothing even close to who I am now. Yeah. Right? Like, I thought I had to be, like, this type of person and this type of person, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why I kept drinking and, yeah. you know doing drugs I just I couldn't keep Mm -hmm. up and I couldn't live with it so to be my own authentic self and to really be Mm -hmm. on that journey and and in some ways owning I guess owning my own feelings right and being what I want to be and doesn't have to fit in with everybody but Mm, I think that's the key is that you have to be your genuine self yeah and then when it matches it matches and the right people will gravitate and the ones that don't sorry but Screw Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, they're I mean, it was never journey. meant to be, right? Like, no, they're, exactly. on, they're on theirs, we're on ours. Like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And so, that's all good. Yeah. I think that's the, be- for me, that's one of the best things about recovery in general is that you can, you can wake up and do this work and gradually you will realize things have changed yeah. inside you. Like, yeah. nothing may have changed outside. Yeah. People that still may be the same people they were before, yeah. but you've changed. And that includes our family, too. Well, right? uh, like of course it my does. family too right yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. but right at the like when i first i guess on on parts of my journey i again was very self-centered and thought everybody mm-hmm. had to change right no yeah. you're all gonna change because i'm changing and, yeah yeah that's just more of our self-centered nature <laughs> and that expectation that other people will change for yeah. us great i've done the work so so are you that's right you better do the work <laughs> i've done the work so you better at least pretend you've done it well, exactly. And that's where it's just like, you know, and you can stick those out too, trust yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Like before. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels good though. It, yeah. Well, one thing that happens yeah. when we can become our genuine selves, whether that is true for someone else or not is relevant. But when, when I feel like clients become themselves, they're the best they can be. Hey. Like that's, that is yeah. like... That's health right there. Yeah. Right? Is I totally of, agree. And you can feel that. Like yeah. You can actually feel that. 100%. And they've done that as opposed to, you mm-hmm. know, checking off the boxes yeah. and surviving. I think even in recovery too, yeah. and I'm sure you've seen it and so have I, is you can survive in recovery too. Mm-hmm. Right? You can be but clean we'll, and sober and not have that recovery yes. and not have that feeling. Like, yeah. 
you know, and I think that's the best part of what I do is mm-hmm. that I can get up there and, you know, really talk really strongly about the pieces that I'm really mm-hmm. confident in, that I know that work. Right. Yeah. As opposed to just shooting out of my head and out of my, mm-hmm. you know, like here's some informative information. It's just like, no, listen, I know this yeah. because I feel this, not because it, not about education, not about, mm-hmm. you know, well, educated as far as going through it, helps, it but yeah. not out of a book. That's for yeah. sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It's quite a trip. eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've enjoyed the trip, even though it's been hard as fuck sometimes. Um, but I think that's where as I get older, I start enjoying it when it's hard. Like I'm yeah. like, because I know it's going to pass. Yeah. Like we've, we've survived and it. You've done we've, it for years though, David. Yeah. Like I remember hearing your stories for years and it's just like, you want it, right? You mm-hmm. hear it and you want it. But as you said, now it's just like, and maybe that gives me something to look mm-hmm. forward to. Yeah. I know it's going to be hard, but come on, let's go. Yeah. I, well, I think, Bring I think it, on, it does right? for me for sure. Because I've always felt your recovery. Yeah. Always felt it. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Always felt it even way back then. Mm-hmm. And we're going back. How long have we known each other? It's been quite a long time. Like what? 20 probably 15 or 16 at least 16 years maybe even more no it would have been older because i'm looking at the time frame of, oh yeah yeah, that, yeah yeah so it would have been yeah well 18 19 but yeah. still long time but but it's such a cool what to me it's been a long time and probably for yourself maybe at this time you have a new perspective on having oh, totally oh. having relapsed but yeah like totally i just look different. at it like good for fucking you Right, because mm. for as long as it took you to keep coming, you kept coming. <laughs> and and honestly, I, for my money, I've always thought, I've always thought of people like yourself, who keep coming as the champs, like the champs. Because to be honest with you, when I came in, I was so flat done, like and yeah. destroyed and gutted and yeah, empty. I remember your story. You know, yeah. like it was just so I was so empty that, and I had tried, but I had tried other things to quit. So I had tried control drinking and I had yeah. tried psychotherapy and all these different things to quit, right? Yeah. None of it worked until I came into AA. But it's one of those things yeah. where when I hear stories with people who keep coming back, like I have a friend of mine, he keeps trying and I just keep encouraging him to try because yeah. I love him to death. And I, I just, I know that it takes what it takes and it's none of my business what it takes for someone to get it, yeah, right? you're right. It's none of my you're business. Right. It takes what it takes. And yeah. that's why one of the reasons I love doing the podcast is because I get Person. to meet people. I mean, I've known you for a long time, but I yeah. get to meet people who are are, are relatively new sometimes. Yeah. And um, obviously I work with new people all the time, but uh, it, it just brings more hope because there's so many different ways to get and stay there sober. Is. And what right? a gift though. Right? Super. You've just, you've huge been gift. around for so long yeah. and been able to see it. And you mm-hmm. have that feeling. So you oh. know. Gosh, yeah. So you know. So. Absolutely. And it's real. You can't do a more real thing no. than, I mean, <laughs> honestly, nowhere in the world could we do what we do. And, you know, there's, yeah, yeah. it's different. Like, I remember even working in recovery too and going mm-hmm. to work and, you know, thinking, you know, a little and got a yeah. little bit of this. And yeah, got a couple days back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, but going to work and actually, it's just such difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where. Um, yeah. that's where I feel the shift too. Yeah. So I bet you do. Like that's oh, a, God, yeah. yeah. Cause I feel it too. And I've worked in yeah. it for a long time. Like I, yeah. I that shift is, and, and 
it for me from it takes other people to have that shift occur right like the yeah. not just the love of other people but challenges of the world all those things oh absolutely kind of come together right and, yeah and if it wasn't for that again yeah. if we look at all the combinations that make that happen if mm-hmm. it wasn't for if it wasn't for like the seeds eight years ago or 18 years ago mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. and all of that and sometimes i truly believe for what it, for individuals maybe mm-hmm. it takes a hundred seeds right oh, absolutely. and for some maybe it takes two and all the power to them and yeah. that's where i'm never at the point right now where i ever judge and especially mm-hmm. don't judge myself like oh, don't get yeah. me wrong david i still have a lot of like shame with things that i've done and sure. i have a lot of shame around different pieces of my sobriety mm-hmm. for sure um but i also the ones that i like my those pieces that are beautiful to me mm. i'm extremely proud of mm. and i know that they're just going to keep growing and growing yeah. and getting better and better and better mm-hmm. not even necessarily better but just keep growing mm-hmm. right and that sense of freedom which is yeah yeah huge. that's amazing so, yeah it's amazing it's what it's what the whole thing's about to me is freedom right yeah. is Pathways not just to freedom right. yeah, well i mean and yeah and that's where i was thinking of yeah. way back when when i decided to put that yeah. together it was like yeah. i just i just want to help people get free whatever that looks yeah. like to them right and, to and they some, do though they do yeah like when you talk to people like they they get that freedom and that hope and and they cool. get a few laughs along the way and yeah and they I sh- do, right i sure hope so yeah and that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you're not laughing along the way something's something's wrong something's happened because yeah. this shit's a trip oh, fuck. <laughs> you're, i thought rec- <laughs> i thought recovery or i sorry i thought like inner practicing like, oh god that was a trip but <laughs> yeah. no recovery yeah. when i look at my life like the last 15 years mm-hmm. this is probably the biggest trip i've ever been right? on other than any kind of yeah yeah it is like i mean honestly and you would know even you would know you would have the early recovery sorted right mm-hmm. so you would know that it's not a good feeling no to keep it's doing not. that over no again. it's not and i never want to go that back did. again that is that's huge yeah it, it talks about the kind of human you are yeah. right like and the kind of humans that we are that yeah. addicts are like you yeah. work with women and yeah. you get to see it every day too oh, yeah. right and sure. that is such a i think that's a gift not just for them but for you too obviously it is 100 I mean, percent. you're right i i always felt like that no matter where i've worked it's like the connecting to the humans is where that where it's at oh it is right yeah. like that's where it's at. and it's an honor too it, like, it is an, an honor absolute honor yeah when i look at my journey so the last so i've worked at elko for a little bit now mm-hmm. but when i look at my journey there like the one the one thing that i believe like even because i took six months off mm-hmm. um even the reason why i'm back there that's all god that's mm-hmm. all you know something outside of myself and I believe that today and there was always those pieces missing where I Mm -hmm. wouldn't bring my higher power into my life oh god no 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 I would do good things but I wouldn't actually center myself and Mm -hmm. yeah because you can do good things for like for appearance sake oh yeah right because I know I do yeah, I sure did. absolutely, yeah. for sure, because it feels good, but you don't keep mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. It feels good and you don't keep it. Yeah. But to actually go home and keep it and to, you know. To actually feel like good. Yeah. I know. Like, there's that feel good. <laughs> but actually will feel, like, good in a content way, right? Yeah. Like that. And I'm sure you've experienced Safe. it many times yeah. now, right? Where you felt that safety of where you are, of Absolutely. who you are, of what you're doing. And difference. what Total a gift. Difference. Yeah. Total yeah. different. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to tell anybody? I know if 
think so. No, I think that's good. I mean, yeah. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh yeah, my goodness, it was our pleasure. Honor. Yeah, yeah. it's it's an honor. Good. It's an honor for me every time like someone agrees. Like, and yeah. thank you because yeah, it's been so long. It's so I nice know. to see you. So it's really yeah. I hope I hope you and the family have a wonderful wonderful holiday. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You as well. I would say Christmas, but I don't know if that's offensive. I don't even or... know if, well, who knows? I don't yeah. care. Well, have a good Christmas. Have a good Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're going to celebrate. Merry fucking Christmas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Merry fucking Christmas. All right. We're good. <laughs>